Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 51, for Wednesday, May 2nd, 2018. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, onesies. How are you guys doing this week? Did you guys have a good week? Huh? What's going on with you? Uh, I did uh, some shows in Kingston at Absolute Comedy there I'll tell you guys about. I saw Infinity War, and I'll talk a little bit about that without any spoilers, I think. <laughs> no, I, I will probably be very good at not doing spoilers since I haven't spoiled it for anyone in the week uh, almost that I have seen it. Uh, what else did I do? I played some board games with my mom, which was very interesting because, uh, she is, uh, well, she's a listener. So how do I say that she's not very good at learning new things <laughs> in a nice way? No, she's, uh, she's great. She, uh, she, I was playing a game. What was great with her is that, uh, she likes the theme and she learned it quite well and she's very excited. So nice to see her, uh, excited about anything. <laughs> uh, I was driving back and forth to Kings in the whole week. That was a thing. Uh, I got some interesting, uh, kind of exciting comedy news. Um, I'll read your emails, all sorts of fun stuff. So let's just dive right back into it. And guys, right, uh, first day last week, I, uh, you know, Wednesday of course was, uh, was, was first day in uh, Kingston. So I left for Kingston and, uh, I did the show there that night, that night. Um, there was some great comics. Wednesday's a pro-am night at absolute comedy. That's the true of all three locations, Toronto, Ottawa, and Kingston pro-am night. The first half of the show is all amateurs or at least pros working on some new stuff. Everyone's doing little six, seven minute spots. Um, and, uh, and Kingston had a car full of comics come all the way from Montreal to do spots on the show. And each and every one of the comics on the show did particularly well. Um, like I like, I'll be honest. I was very surprised at how well they did. Um, not, not because any of the comics were, you know, like not good. It wasn't like they were shit or whatever. Just typically on a pro-am night, you don't tend to have the entire lineup do well. Sometimes, you know, some people, the idea is that some people are working on new shit too, right? So when they try something, you know, like, uh, it doesn't always work and that's fine. It doesn't mean they're a bad comic or even that the joke's not funny. Just where it's at currently is not funny. You know, it's like being a carpenter. You know, you go to hang a door. Sometimes you need to shave a little off the bottom because uh, it's just not going to be a door until you do that. And uh, that's the thing with jokes. Sometimes you got to shave a little bit off the bottom of the joke uh, or it's just a hate speech. <laughs> so um, that was uh, that was a great show. And of course, I drove back. And the reason being is on Thursday, um, I had tickets to go see Infinity War. And I think I had mentioned it on the podcast board. I, I think I'm starting to... Uh, you know what? I'll tell the story, but I'm going to, I'm going to say, I think I'm starting to, 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 to seem like a bit of a mama's boy. I and mean, you know what? I'm totally okay with, I'm totally okay with that. I think when I was younger, um, I was, I've certainly never been a mama's boy, despite the fact that I sound like I'm trying to spend a, you know, like I spend all the time with my mom. First off, I am very lonely, but you guys are already aware of that. I'm working on a lot of personal shit, a lot of self-reflection, and there is uh, there is a certain amount of loneliness that comes with that when you got to just look yourself in the mirror and, and kind of feel like in a dark place. Anyways, not to dive deep into shit, you know, three minutes into the podcast, but just saying uh, I mentioned some weeks back, for anyone who may be new to the podcast, I had mentioned some time back that I, uh, I just want to be able to have some better relationships with uh, the people close to me. Um, you know, cause they're not always going to be around forever. And I, um, I would like for things when they end, 
you know, to, to end good instead of just being these relationships. Like I want some fucking cats in the cradle song, you know, about, you know, never spending time with my mom. And then she, she passes away. She's getting old, right? And nobody's guaranteed tomorrow. I don't, uh, I don't want to have any regrets, spend the rest of my life fucking regretting everything, you know? So, um, not only that, but you know, there's a, there's a lot to be said about, um, you know, um, it's funny. I had a conversation with, uh, with, with a friend of mine and uh, we'll talk about that later on in the show, but, um, I had a conversation with a friend of mine and we were just sort of talking about how, like, you know, um, that old adage that if you want to know how, a, you know, uh, if you want to know how a guy's going to treat you, look and see how he treats his mom. And I'll be honest with you for years. Um, I was not very good. Uh, I was not treating my mom very good. And, um, you know, I wasn't smacking around or anything. Um, <laughs> uh, but I just mean like our communication wasn't good. And the funny thing is a lot of us have, um, I don't want to say like bad communication. You know what? We all have different ways of treating people and our intentions may be good, but at the end of the day, you know, the older you get, the more you learn, the more open you are to new ideas, the more you learn, you just, you know what this, uh, sometimes you can't change people. And I remember when I was younger, I just wanted my mom to be happy. Funny enough, eh? we're all, that's a very, another codependent thing is about, you know, trying to change other people instead of trying to change yourself. And I remember my mom just not being a very happy person for uh, a very, very long time, almost as long as I remember. A nice person, a very pleasant person, very good to other people, but not very happy herself. Who does that sound like? This guy right here, right? Nice and fun, but at the end of the day, you know, there's resentment and shit like that. And, um... I just wanted my mom to be happy. And for years I would fucking have arguments with her. And, and I would say, um, I would say things to provoke a change in her. Right. So it's almost like that, that tough love kind of mean coach kind of thing, but it didn't do any good. Right. Cause I've, I've since learned that, you know, when people feel attacked, they attack back. And at the same time, you can't change anybody. So not knowing any of this stuff, my relationship with my mom was just getting like worse and worse and worse. And we basically just fought all the time. We care about each other. My mom's my number one fan. No, no question about it my whole life. Um, but just in terms of just having a good relationship, like there wasn't a lot of trust. There wasn't a lot of, uh, emotional security on either side. So as much as we had each other's back, it was just, um, it was tough. This was by the way, not in my notes. So I don't know why I'm going down this road. I think it's just, um, yeah, I think maybe it's a little insecurity on my part. I'm worried that people are going to think that I'm just this little bitch ass mama's boy. And at the end of the day, I think I just have regrets and I, I want to have a good relationship with her. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you for the first time in years and years and years, I'm seeing my mom getting excited for things and being, you know, um, getting hobbies and stuff like that. And it makes me happy to see her happy. So I'm, I'm kind of trying to nurture that rather than like, you know, again, one of those things she dies. What am I going to worried that, you know, some people were like, oh, I spent some time with like, like Jason here at the house. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get to the story. The point is on Thursday, I drove, uh, Wednesday night after the show, I drove back to Ottawa. So I was back home Thursday morning when I woke up. And the reason being was that I bought tickets to infinity war and my, my mom wanted to go with me. So we, when I bought the tickets, I bought a ticket for me and her and she's really enjoying these Marvel movies as am I. And so the plan was to, you know, she was going to leave work a little bit early. I pick her up and we'd drive to Kingston, maybe grab a bite to eat. I give her, I gave her a little tour of Kingston when we got there we got to shoot the shit in the car and, you know, just chat and stuff like that. And, um, gave her a nice little tour of Kingston in the car. She got to see all of the, the sort of the, the big sites to see. We didn't have too, too much time because of course I did have the show, but, uh, but we went and we, we had the, 
you know, I went to the show at Absolute Comedy. I had an opportunity to, um, you know, she had some dinner and everything like that. I had some drinks at the club and I was able to take care of her, which was kind of nice. And then we, uh, then we went to go see Infinity War and, uh, and that was super exciting before I get to the movie. Just that's basically what it was. I drove all the way back to Ottawa to pick up my mom and then drive back to Kingston. And after the show that night, I drove back to Ottawa so she could, you know, she had to work the next day on Friday. So it was, it was nice. It was a nice opportunity to spend some time with her. And I'm sure that made her feel really good. The fact that we went through all the trouble to, you know, get her and everything. We even had, uh, we had, uh, before we left town, we had uh, lunch at Panera bread. It's a nice little place. Just had an opportunity to have a nice sandwich at red. I think you're, uh, you're a big fan of Panera cause they had them in the States when you lived there. So I don't know if, uh, I don't think they have them in London, but, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed a nice, uh, poppy seed chicken salad. And, uh, I think like an avocado chicken bacon, uh, sandwich, it was delicious. And, uh, yeah. So like I said, all that, that mom shit aside is just, um, I'm enjoying spending time with her. I'm enjoying seeing the relationship go away. Uh, uh, sorry, not go away, go a different way. And funny enough, I'm sure a lot of you guys listening, you know, um, I know my brother listens to this. I know that, um, Red, I just mentioned you. I'm sure you've seen arguments, Jimmy and Mika, if they're still listening. Um, you know, Chris, I don't know if you're around for any of that stuff. Tiff, I don't know if you've ever heard us argue, but the thing is anybody who knows me at some point has probably heard me fight with my mom. Um, so the point I'm making is just, uh, it's nice to go the other way. Like I said, if she ends up, you know, uh, keeling over or fuck if I do, you know what I mean? I don't want, uh, I don't want her to do that for that. So long story short relationships going much, much better. And I'm enjoying spending time with her. It's nice to see her, um, having a little bit of fun. And I'm also being very honest with her too, about where I'm coming from and the shit that's going on with me and you know, my vulnerabilities and stuff. It's, it's so funny. The more, more I open up to people, like, uh, the more I just, it's funny. It's almost like, um, you know, we're seeing the opposite in politics all the time, but it's like, everybody's attacking everybody else. Same as social media where everyone's attacking everybody else and trying to be right and go after people. And, you know, when you attack people, they get, they get defensive, they attack back and there's no productivity. But I find the more that I'm able to just sit down with someone and just fucking put who I am on the table and be like, you know what, if you're going to, if you're going to fire back at me, then I don't even, it's one of those things where I'm okay because I'm like, I don't even need, I don't need that person's approval, you know? People I care about, it still fucks with me. People I care about when it's like, uh, you know, when I feel like maybe getting judged or whatever, but what the fuck? Hey, tune into the one man fucking enlightenment podcast, the motivational speaker. Um, anyways, whatever. If you think I'm a mama's boy, you know what? Maybe, maybe I am these days, but it's not, uh, I don't, I don't need to, it's not, it's not her taking care of me. Uh, it's, it's me, you know, trying to, trying to take care of her and, uh, trying to nurture some nice and, uh, you know, and be a good dude. God damn it. You know, look at a fella and how he treats his mom. That's basically what I'm saying is if you get in a relationship with me, ladies, it's gonna be 20 years of us fighting. <laughs> and then, and then eventually I'll take you on a trip to Kingston. Basically, if you want to see how a guy is going to treat you, look how he treats his mom. 20 years of bad. <laughs> and then a day trip. That's what you get to look forward to. That's your carrot. Ah, I do not know where that came from. Um, <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm tight. Uh, yeah. So Friday was an exciting day. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. You want to go back to the movie? You guys want to talk about the movie? Has anybody seen Infinity War? Holy schnitballs. It was, uh, what a great movie. If you guys are enjoying the Marvel movies, got to see it. There's a lot of stuff that happens in it. I won't ruin anything, but, uh, 
Well, I will say, as always recording this Tuesday night, right? So I'm a little tired. Um, it was fun. There's a lot of fun, a lot of things going on. It's hard to absorb everything in one sitting. I definitely will have to go back and see it again. Um, just so I, I feel like I fully understand everything that was going on in it. But, um, but in terms of, you know, the ending and everything like that, fully understand what's going on there. Um, it, it's got a very empire strikes back kind of feel guys. It's, uh, they've been saying in, uh, promos for weeks and weeks that, the, the movie is its own movie and it's standalone, but it certainly doesn't feel that way when you watch it. So, um, yeah, no spoilers. If, if you've liked the other Marvel movies, then you owe it to yourself to see this. Um, there's, there's no reason not to, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta see this fucking movie. The CGI is amazing. Thanos is certainly the main character in this movie. Um, he has the most screen time out of anybody in the movie, but it's, uh, it's really good. It's a, it's a really, really good flick. And, uh, I, I look forward to the next one. The next one comes out uh, next year. There's two movies that come out, um, between they have, uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Captain Marvel, which will be coming out before the next, uh, Avengers movie title still unknown. So, um, yeah, if you want to have your fucking mind blown and just shit to see for two and a half hours, even if you're not, you know, super into them. It's, uh, as one of the biggest movies ever shattering fucking movie records and everything like that. So go see that, enjoy it. Um, and of course, you know, maybe in a week or two, we can all talk about it and, and what we thought. So, um, have fun with that. Uh, I had a great time. I can't wait to see it again. Uh, Friday back to Kingston again, started my morning off at home. I, uh, threw some board games in a box and I knew that I'd actually be spending the night for a change in Kingston without having to drive back. So I, uh, I brought some board games, headed back to Kingston. We did a, we did a really, I mean, all the shows went so good. I had so much fun, uh, working with the uh, headliner, uh, and my buddy from, uh, originally Buffalo now lives in DC is Matt Bergman, super funny guy. And, uh, Carol Zoccoli from Toronto was on the show as well. And we just had, uh, we had some good shows, um, on Friday night. It was so funny. We got home pretty late from absolute, just having some drinks, whatever. And then there's a giant games room in the back of absolute comedy, uh, condo in Kingston, uh, you know, shuffleboard and, and pool and ping pong and all this stuff. So Matt and I were like, we were playing ping pong for like an hour in the back, a lot of fun. And then we came in and, uh, and tried to play a game of code names duets. Oh, I'm sorry for the yelling. God, I tried to do it early today, but I'll explain why. Explain why I wasn't able to do it. Um, <clears throat> I, uh, yeah, I played some ping pong, tried to play a game of code names duets, but we were too drunk and it was too late. So that didn't work out <laughs> on, uh, on Saturday morning. I got up and I got a fucking haircut. It's about time. I was like way too shaggy for the longest time. In fact, I was two weeks, two weeks out going, I got to get a haircut, but I'm like, ah, but you know, I'm in Kingston soon. You know what I mean? Kingston's, uh, Kingston's uh, not bad, not that bad, you know, um, super, everything's super cheap in Kingston. You know what I mean? It's $10 haircut in Kingston, right? I give 20 bucks and I'm, I'm a superstar, right? It's a hundred percent tip. Amazing. Um, in Ottawa, it cost me like 35 bucks. Ugh, what's going on? Uh, 35 bucks for a haircut, right? And you got a tip on top of that and they do a better job of it in Kingston actually. So very, very pleased with that. Um, do you guys know what a parking ticket costs in Kingston? 10 bucks. That's $10 if you get caught. Not how much it costs to park. A parking ticket. If you get caught parking where you're not supposed to park. 
sorry, trying to blow something off the mic here. I heard out loud that was. Sorry, guys. And we're working our way across. My OCD won't let me move on till I get this thing off the microphone. Um, yeah, if you get caught, you pay 10 bucks. So you can actually park in an amazing spot and get away with it for free if you're crafty. But worst case scenario, you're paying 10 bucks. I pay $20 in Ottawa to park conveniently 12 blocks away from where I'm going, like downtown or in the market. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. I will park on the curb and put a $10 bill under the windshield wiper in Kingston. That's fucking, it's amazing to me. I can park anywhere I want for 10 bucks. Here you go. It's, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I love going to that city for, for the costs of things. <sighs> I don't know why this happened. Can you give yourself contagious yawning? Probably. Um, so yeah, I had a good time there. Um, what else did I do? Got my haircut. I got, uh, I kind of fucking backslid a little bit cause I had, uh, I had little Caesar's pizza. I think, I think I got a fucking problem. It's such a balance between like, if you're like, I'm trying to save money and lose weight. You're like, well, how the fuck you can't do both. I mean, I'm sure you can people out there are like, Oh, you just buy a, a fucking head of romaine lettuce and that's all you eat all day. Fine. Well, I can't do that. Especially when I'm on the road starving, give me some food. So I went to little Caesars and bought one of those $5 lunch combos afterwards. And I felt bad for parking in the Metro parking lot where I wasn't supposed to be when I got my hair cut. So I went in and I'm like, I got to buy something. And naturally just walking down the frozen food section, looking for something to bring back to the condo to make for like dinner later. And all I see is the Hagen Dazs is like $3 off. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. So, so what, you know, I go out and I'm like, oh, I'm going to eat healthy. And what do I do? I buy a $5 little Caesars pizza and a fucking tub of Hagen dazs ice cream, go back to the condo. And, oh, and I was planning on going to the gym. I actually packed my gym bag so I could go to good life with, when I was in Kingston, but it was raining all day Saturday. So already it didn't feel like going out. And then on top of that, I come back with a pizza and a fucking tub of Hagen dazs ice cream. And yeah, I crushed both of them. I'm ashamed, but a little for the record, I mean, like it's a saving grace, but it's like a little four piece, small little square lunch pizza, just for the record. I didn't crush a whole fucking giant pizza, but regardless, I demolished that fucking tub of Hagen dazs So easily, easily had like 1500 to 2000 calories, um, Saturday at the condo for my meals. So that was horrible. I was immediately ashamed of myself. Went to my room and had a nap afterwards. I basically ate myself into a food coma. And then, uh, and then I was ripping, ripping Chernobyl farts all fucking evening. I woke up like, I don't feel good at like seven o'clock before the show, go to the bathroom and just, you know, let, let loose a fucking troll muds. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. I had horrible gas and I deserved it. I deserved to have sick stomach and, and horrible gas all night. It was so funny too, because when I was at the show on Saturday night, I was trying like every time I, <laughs> sorry, but uh, I get real with you guys. Every time I ripped ass, I, uh, I'd stand there for a second and it would smell how horrible it was. And I'd have to leave. Cause I didn't want, I didn't want like, you have to see the way that the showroom was set up, but it would be like, I was sitting in this one spot, you know, like waiting to go back up cause I was hosting. And then I'd like, you know, like I'd feel like just like a little squeaker fart come out silent, but then the smell would be so horrible. I'm like, well, it's that table with all people. And then just me by myself. I'm like, they're totally going to know it was me. So that's how, that's how the magic dies. Like, Oh, that's the comedian. I think he shit himself. <laughs> Anyways, that's a horrible story.
Um, so yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It's like the whole idea that like, oh, I want to lose weight or so I say, but then, but then you see something on sale and you're like, well, I can go over there and I can buy that fucking healthy quinoa bullshit salad, but it's 12 bucks or I can just spend $5 and uh, that. So it's like, uh, you know, I'm saving money over here. It's costing me money to be healthy and alive. I know it's, it's tough. Does anybody else struggle with that? Write me in guys. Let me connect with you. What's going on? Contact at one man Do you guys go through these struggles? Do you try to go out and eat healthy? And then just like the shit is what's on sale. Like I thought the whole point of fast food and garbage was that it, it costs you more because you have to buy it. Like, like they're making it for you or whatever. And it's cheaper to eat at home. But like you fucking try to buy healthy and eat at home. It's, it's way more expensive, not just the time currency, but the regular currency. Bullshit. How the fuck do you eat healthy and less? I don't know. It's, it's a, a frustrating balance right now, especially when you're on the road, everything's expensive. And again, I, I, I'm still kind of angry. I'll be honest with you. I'm still kind of fucking angry that I bought a shitload of good food, vegetables, everything like that. I made my own hummus. Like I, I worked my ass off prepped a bunch of really healthy food. And then I got the fucking flu and it all went bad in the fridge. Like I'm talking fruits and vegetables and, and, and yogurts to make smoothies and all this stuff that I made and then just got fucking sick and I couldn't eat any of it. It all went bad. You know, obviously you got to get back on the horse or whatever, but it's just, it's frustrating, man. Like you, I, I have very little motivation to begin with. I do my, I do what I can. I don't do my best. That's lying, but I do what I can. And it's difficult when you get fucking kicks and shit like that, where you're just like, oh, fuck it. And then of course, after I was done with the the flu, I was, I was weak. I hadn't eaten in days. I put some of the weight back on. I think I got all the way down to like 283 because of all like the water and everything that was coming out of me. And, uh, obviously after you start drinking stuff and your body's healthy again, it starts retaining the water again. I'm not blaming it all on that, but I was actually eating good for a while. Um, the fuck was my point? Yeah. The point is as soon as I was able to fucking move and, and hydrate, I was hungry. I was hungry. I was like, fuck, I need food. I don't have anything. Everything's bad in the house. I need to go out and get something, but I was so hungry. And obviously I, you know, do a little, uh, McDonald's breakfast sandwich drive through. I don't like regular McDonald's, but their breakfast. Oh, so, so dangerous. Anyways, yak, yak, yak. Saturday. I'm ashamed of myself. I, I ate pizza. I ate Hagen dazs I made smellies in the showroom. Um, it was a great nap and it was the last show I had a, I had a really good last show. Uh, you know, um, I left as soon as it was over, put my audio book on. I've been listening the whole week back and forth. I actually got another audio book. I was, uh, as much as I have the book itself, I don't find a lot of time where I'm able to just sort of like mentally stabilize myself to read too many distractions and, and anxious thoughts. But, uh, but the books in the car are working well, especially for the long drives. So, uh, I started listening to Stephen King's, uh, dark tower, the gunslinger, the first book. And I'm like 40 minutes from the end of it. It's much shorter than it was. Um, so yeah, enjoying that. I listened to that on the way back and, uh, that was it. That was like me, you know, coming home in the rain and, and just kind of another great week. Uh, really good shows, had a good time. I was really worried at the beginning of the week, how the shows would go, because it's been a while since I've been on stage doing, doing much, not to mention the fact that, uh, uh, Carol, the middle act was only doing 10 minutes. So we didn't have any opening acts and we didn't have a full 20, 25 minute middle act. So all that extra time I ended up doing. So I found out that week that I was doing like 40 minutes a show and, uh, it was, uh, it was, it was good. Like I, I, again, I, I felt a little rusty going in, but everything went great. I had a great time with, with Matt and Carol. 
Um, we also played some board games on Saturday that was kind of funny. We played a game called Beastie Bar, which they both liked, and we tried Sushi Go, which uh, I don't think either one of them liked. <laughs> you play a game that's three rounds, and after the first round, uh, Matt's going, uh, so how many rounds are there? I go, okay, there's only three. All right, I get it. This That's a big sign you don't give a fuck with this game. Uh, <laughs> but we had fun with, uh, with Beastie Bar. Um, on Sunday morning, I uh, had a writer's group. And uh, it was myself, Kamar, and Paul Crummy. And we, uh, it's a good time. We pitched some ideas for jokes. I talked a little bit about some, uh, some joke ideas that I was working on. Uh, it was nice to sort of, you know, contribute, contribute some stuff, but I had a really good conversation with Paul Kamar was in and out, you know, having cigarettes or whatever. And I think at some points he walked into the other room to watch TV, but, um, it was mostly Paul and myself talking. We talked for, for several hours. So good, good conversations. Um, just good reflective stuff on life. You know, he offered me some perspectives that I had never heard before. I was offering him some perspectives that he hadn't heard before. And we were just talking, he was talking about life and some of the things that he's struggling with and, and stuff he's going through. I did the same again. Like I said, I'm, I'm really finding the, this is what I was talking about earlier is I'm really finding that if you talk to somebody and you're honest and sincere with them and, and you're even willing to, 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 you know, make yourself a little vulnerable, um, other people are willing to do the same. You know what I mean? Like if you make, uh, if you make conversation a warm climate, then, then people can talk about just about anything. And I'll, I'll, you know, I'll take this opportunity to push my own bullshit where I, I really think that that's a problem with a lot of things going on right now is that people are not willing to just be vulnerable. Everyone wants to get mad at everybody and yell at everybody and, you know, tell them they're stupid or they're this or, or slap them with labels. That's a real one. You're transphobic. You're racist. You're sexist. You're chauvinistic. You're mansplaining like all that shit. Right. And it's just like, just, you know what, if you just talk to people, like put yourself in a position where, where you can get hurt. Right. Cause that's where it's one of those no risk, no reward things. You know, so put yourself in a position where you're a little vulnerable, wear your heart on your sleeve. And then, you know, sometimes it'll suck, but for the most part, at least from my experiences, especially as of late is people are really connecting with the fact that, you know, I'm being honest, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you know, this is what I'm going through. And, you know, if you want to talk to, then, you know, we can share different perspectives and stuff like that. You know, I'll try not to make this every week. The point is I had a really good conversation with my buddy. We had, we had a good chat and, uh, it went really well. I uh, went out and ran some errands, of course, with the old lady and then, uh, and then came back and played some board games. I I've got these, uh, again, I'd really like to know what sort of stuff that you guys gravitate towards more in the podcast, because as it stands, I tell you about my week, but there's some things that I could spend more time talking about. And there's some things that I could spend less time talking about. So as usual contact at one man podcast.com. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, I had a great talk too, with, uh, with Isaiah in, uh, in Kingston. I didn't realize he was a listener to the podcast, but he listens to them all. And I was, I had a great chat with him again. Same thing. It was nice to just sit and chat with him. I I'd love to know more of, of you guys who are listening. Brent, I know you listen to the podcast out West and, and I'd love to know what you get out of it. You know, I just, I, and I enjoy hearing from you guys, each and every one of you. Uh, I, I hear, uh, from time to time from my buddy Cam in London and I, and I'd love to know how you're doing, pal. Like I know everyone's going through stuff every now and again, you guys will message me outside of this and we just, we have a little chat or whatever. And I, I do, I'll just for what it's worth too. I hope that everyone, some of the people that I'm not as close with personally, I hope you guys know that sometimes when I'm short with like Facebook messages and stuff like that, it's not that I don't care. Or I don't appreciate you there. Just sometimes I'm in the middle of other stuff and, um, and I'm not in a position to sort of go into shit, but I want you to know that every time you guys reach out, it 
does mean the the world to me. I appreciate the fact that you're out there. I, f- I appreciate the fact that you're checking in. Uh, I want you to know that it, it's super, super important to me. And I, and I hope that's why I say, I, I hope, uh, I hope you feel respected. I hope you don't feel like I I'm tossing your, um, your connection aside. Uh, my buddy, Mark Forrester, I haven't had a chance to, to get together with him in a while. We've been meaning to get together. So, um, just all you guys out there, I really do appreciate it. But I, like I said, if you have the time at some point ever to just, just fire me an email, something that maybe you're willing to share with everybody else, maybe something that you're going through. Cause I like, I'd love, I'd love for us to be able to just draw strength <laughs> from each other. It sounds like a witch coven. Let me draw from my sisters. Um, I don't know. It just, it, it, sometimes it feels nice to not be alone in some shit. Like I've, I've talked with some other people who are podcast listeners and stuff and just some of the shit that they're going through. And I'm not going to put anybody on, you know, in the, in the spotlight that doesn't want to be, but I'm just saying like, um, I think a lot of people can connect with some, uh, where some of you guys are coming from and it would be great to, uh, to shoot the shit. But regardless, you know what? Some of you are listening to this because you don't want to think about your problems. You want to get away from them. And that's totally fucking cool. I'm good with that. So that's why I ask you guys to, you know, just let me know what you do enjoy by the podcast. Do you like when I talk about movies? Do you like when I talk about board games? Do you like hearing about my week? Do you prefer when I just talk about random goofy shit that pops into my head? You know, how do you like the bathroom reader articles? Do you guys enjoy those? Is there something do you, do you like when I do shorter ones or longer ones? Do you like ones that are more informative or more just goofy abstract, you know, and anything like that, just any kind of feedback, because at the end of the day, I want this to be as entertaining for you guys as possible. And if that means me not really talking about myself, then I'm good with that. You know, what kind of guests do you like hearing? Um, I know it sounds like I'm getting you guys to fucking write the format of the show, but at the end of the day, I want to know what you like. I ain't got them fucking network TV focus group money to be like, eh, what did you think of this? I don't, I don't like his fucking voice. I wish that fucking guy would stop talking about his goddamn mother. I'll tell you that much right now. I I'm very big in Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> anyways, Point being is, uh, I played a new board game. I played a new board game, uh, with my mother. Um, I, uh, it's kind of funny because I, I was, uh, was with her running errands, I think a week or so ago, and I was picking up some stuff, uh, bought an expansion or whatever for a game called seven wonders. Um, I may have mentioned that already, but it's a really cool game. It's, uh, the way it's set up is that everybody's sort of in charge of a civilization and, um, and everyone has a, a, you know, sort of a hand of cards in front of them. The way the game plays out is that every civilization sort of manufactures a resource. The cards in your hand require a resource to, to buy them. So you basically, everyone's just picture, everyone's got a board in front of them. So let's just say for make it, you know, make it simple. You know, one person's got Babylon, one person's got, um, Rome, one person's got, uh, I don't know, fuck, uh, Rodos, I think is one. Anyways, the point is everyone's got a civilization. And then, then everyone's got a set of cards in their hands and you can decide whether or not everyone picks a card out of their hand. So you can decide whether you want it to be like a military card or, you know, a science card or maybe another resource or just a regular building. The point is, is that you pick a card and then you put it down and then you hand your deck to the next person and it sort of goes around clockwise. And so the idea is that as you're playing the game, you're picking a card, you play it, but then the cards get passed around. So you don't really know what's coming to you or what's going to be there in the hand the next time it comes around to you. So, um, you build a civilization and then you, you can sort of look and see what, what you have versus what other people are doing and you build your strategy that way. So the whole idea of the game is that you're building your, your civilization up. And then at the end of these rounds, uh, you sort of compare your civilization to the people around you. 
And uh, there's three rounds. There are ages, as they call them. But the whole idea is just uh, it's a fun little game where you're building up a civilization and you got to keep an eye on what your neighbors are doing. Because if your neighbors are, are building up militaries, well, then you're going to lose points because, the, the you know, you're sort of uh, strong armed by your, your neighboring cities. Right. And, and vice versa. You know, you can do you can do mathematics and stuff like that. And, and you gain points for being more advanced, you know, technologically, you know, or or uh, what is it? Not community, but. You know, there's some, there's some, some of the, you know, just buildings like bats and this and that, but the, the buildings, you know, structurally you, you gain victory points or maybe you have a ton of resources, you know, or markets or things like that. So it's, it's a fun game. Anyways, it's a really good theme games called seven wonders. I can't, uh, I cannot recommend it more, um, easy enough to learn, but it's really fun. It plays different and it also plays up to seven players. So, uh, it's a game where the more players you have, the more cards you have. So it gives you more options. And there's, uh, the game I played with my mom on Sunday was there's actually a two player version of this game. It's designed the, 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 the way it plays out is different because you've only got two players. So it's almost like solitaire. So instead of passing cards around, you got sort of like a solitaire deck in front of you and, uh, everyone, you know, just take turns picking cards to build your civilization. But, um, my mom loves the theme. She loves anything historic or whatever. So, um, she played seven wonders with me, really enjoyed it. I, I told her about, uh, seven wonders duel and she, uh, she picked it up. And so when I was driving home on, uh, you know, late Saturday night, um, I just, uh, I, I do this for her. This one is kind of pussy ish, but I'll be honest. It's just whenever I'm traveling, my mom likes to know that I either got there safe and I'm home safe. doesn't cost much. And you know what? I get it. You never know. People are driving and texting. Um, and they're not as good at it as I am. So they, they get into accidents. <laughs> um, uh, so that's something I do. So I, I was just calling her late Saturday, be like, I'm home. She's like, I'm playing seven wonders with your dad, but we don't know how to do this. And we don't know how to do that. So I actually stopped at her house cause it's on the way to, uh, to my house and just showed them how to, to play with each other or whatever. And that was kind of cool. And then, uh, on Sunday, you know, after running around there and she's like, you know, you want to play that game? So like I said, I, I, it's kind of cool to see her, you know, getting little hobbies and things that she's excited for. Like with the fact that when I called her, she was already playing with my dad. Um, that was cool. That was cool. Like I said, it makes me happy to know that she's got some things that she enjoys and that she looks forward to. Um, on Monday, I, yesterday for me, two days ago for you guys, I was, uh, I was at home and I was pretty unproductive, pretty unproductive. I was fucking around in the morning. I was dragging ass. I got a busy week ahead of me. So, uh, I, I had certain things on my list that I was going to do. Never ended up doing them. Um, tidied up a little bit, but it was really just like kind of bare bones bullshit. Um, I was expecting a shipment from Canada post and I was kind of like, you know what? I don't want to go out and do shit. And then it's, I don't know about you guys, but I fucking hate coming home to those door knocker things like, Oh, we just missed you by five minutes. Uh, you can pick it up in three days when we finally bring it back to the fucking depot. Like how do you, how do they miss the delivery and they can't get it back there and you can pick it up the same day. You know what I mean? Anyways, it's not really that big of an inconvenience, but you get excited for shit. I have no patience. I hate ordering shit offline because I know I have to wait for it. You know what I mean? And so the idea that it's like, it's going to come on this day and then it's always like a day late. And then the, finally the day that it comes, they fucking miss you and they leave you the goddamn door knocker. And then you can't pick it up till the next day after lunchtime. But guess what? You're at fucking work. And then you have a show. Anyways, the point is, is eventually you get your shit. So I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm working all week and I have Monday during the day off. I was like, fuck it. I'm staying home till this package comes and I'm going to do it. And you know what? It was nerdy stuff for seven wonders. I bought a, a box organizer. So I did that. I built that. 
put it together. Oh, super nerdy. And then uh, on Monday night, I uh, I went with uh, with Crystal and the kids to uh, go for a hike around Mer Bleu. It was just something we were talking about. And um, like I said, I was just, it's it's been nice to spend time with with her and the kids, you know, uh, just in case anyone's wondering, we're, we're friends, we're having a good time. Uh, I'm enjoying being able to see them more. Um, you know, uh, it's been nice having her back in my life. We are just friends, but, um, you know, especially with everything going on and trying to get a, you know, a, a good head on my shoulder for happiness or whatever. It was just, it was cool. Like we saw each other some weeks back. It was nice having conversations and, um, it's cool. She's, uh, she's, you know, she was always a good friend. She was always a good friend. She was my best friend. And, um, in talking about being vulnerable and stuff like that, like I, I, there's a lot of stuff that I've shared with her and I, I gotta be honest with you. Part of me is scared that I'm not going to be able to share certain vulnerabilities, um, with somebody else in the future. So, I mean, I don't know how healthy I'm being with, with certain aspects, whatever, but it's nice to spend time. It's nice to have conversations. It's nice to, um, to talk with someone who's kind of, you know, at the same time, she's, you know, not to, to spread her, her, her personal stuff, but she's, she's working on similar things to myself. You know what I mean? Um, and it's cool to kind of have a kindred spirit in that regard. You know, we, we both are aware that, you know, we're, we're putting ourselves first and that's kind of cool. So it's, it's nice to be spending time with someone who's got similar goals or whatever. Um, and I get to see the kiddos, which is fucking awesome. So we went for a, a nice hike, uh, I don't, there's a hike, walk, run, whatever at, uh, at Mare Bleu. So that was kind of cool. And then I came home and, uh, and got some shit ready for the podcast. That was my, uh, that was my Monday today. I, uh, I went to work at the hot tubs place again. Um, still, still a little stressful, still a little frustrating, but it's, uh, it's work gets me out of the house. Um, I, uh, I woke up today and I was, uh, I was, I was down. I was kind of down. Um, I don't, uh, I, I had bad dreams, but I can't remember them. So I just remember waking up with a really bad feeling, uh, today. And I don't know why, but I seem to have these days on days where there's not a damn thing I can do about it. Um, which is a, which is a powerless feeling, right? A lot of people want that, that sense of control. Another thing that I talked to, uh, to Paul about was just how a lot of situations people want to have control over them, you know, and you could do a lot with control. Control isn't always a negative, but you know, if you have control, then you're in control to, to make a situation better, right. Or, or change things for the positive. Um, but, uh, yeah, I woke up just shitty feeling. And of course I was like, I had to be there for eight 30 in the morning. So I was like, up, oh, breakfast, dress, go. And, um, and of course it's a job that stresses me out too. So I was, I was having a, a, a down sort of morning, but I, I actually took the bull by the horns and regardless of the fact that I had work to do, I decided there was some shit that I needed to, I needed to do so. Um, uh, for starters, I decided I need to, uh, when I was walking with Crystal, I had came up with a new idea for a joke. I had pitched some new ideas when I was sitting down with Kamar and Paul. And, uh, I, I was just like, okay, you, you just came up with some funny concepts that made people laugh. You need to work on them. So I got on the phone and I called absolute comedy and I booked myself for a spot, uh, at the club tonight, which I just got back from, uh, before starting the podcast. I have another spot tomorrow night, which is Wednesday, the day you guys are hearing this at absolute comedy, working on something new. And I'll be doing a guest spot at Sunday or sorry, Saturday's late show to just sort of work on it and see, uh, see how I'm doing. So 
yeah, coming up this week, those spots. But I, first thing first was like, okay, you're going to do some new, new jokes. You're going to go out on stage. You're going to do comedy and it's going to be some shit you haven't done before. Uh, mission accomplished too. But uh, also during the day, I'm like, I need to uh, go to Uber when I'm done. Cause my, my Uber status shit was, was all fucked up and, uh, needed a bunch of documents. I don't know why they erased themselves. Nothing I can do about it. I need to go to Uber because I wasn't able to, uh, not able to Uber without uh, going. So I, I told myself I was doing that. I'm like, as soon as I'm done here, I'm going to go straight to Uber, get that done. Um, I also, now that was the full, you know, eight hour shift or whatever that, uh, that I worked today. So it was kind of like at the tail end of the day, I'm going to do that. I'm adding that to a long day. Um, on top of that, I decided that it was long overdue. And this is my kind of fun, uh, bit of exciting news is that it was long overdue. It's been a very, very long time since I've performed at yuck yucks. Um, I don't really know, uh, how to phrase it, but I don't want to say I had a falling out with the owner of yuck yucks. I didn't do that. It's just that years ago, uh, he and I were trying to work together and because of, uh, certain affiliations that I have with absolute comedy, or at least had at the time, um, it really limited me and I wasn't able, I wasn't able to, to, um, um, I guess, fulfill the, the, the deal that, that, uh, both he and I were working on the, uh, Howard from, from yuck yucks. So I think when that happened, it was just one of those, like, well, if I can't work on this, then like. You know, there's no real point in me just showing up to do little spots and stuff. Like if we can't work together and, and try to build something together forward, then, then there's no real point. Um, and, um, I don't know if I was just being insecure or, or what, but I, I just always had this feeling that I probably wasn't welcome at yuck yucks ever since. And of course to limit yourself, you know, if there's two stages in the city and you don't do one of them, that's, you know, it's cutting your, your stage time and your development abilities and stuff in half. So um, I felt like it was time to see if I could, you know, it's a weird thing when you don't feel welcome. Right. And, I, and I'm not saying they did anything to that. I just, in my head, I was like, well, I guess since we couldn't work together, like, I don't, you know, should I, can I even go there or whatever? So that, that's, that's on me. So I reached out and was just like, Hey, this, you know, I hope you're doing well. And I think this is long overdue, but I'd like to know if, uh, if you'd be interested in, uh, you know, in having me back, if it, if you wouldn't mind me coming and doing some, some spots on the, the shows. And, uh, and I also said to him, like, I heard him, uh, on a podcast a while back, uh, having a conversation and, uh, and the podcast ended an hour. They're not like me. They're like, Oh, after an hour it's over. Well, I'm, uh, you know, me guys, we're fucking almost an hour now. And I haven't even got to the, the mid section of the show. So I just remember, uh, you know, thinking like there was so much more that you know I wanted to hear and there was, he was at telling good stories and asking good questions and stuff like that. So never, uh, never had an opportunity to finish that. So I asked him if he would also be interested in maybe doing the podcast and, and sitting down with me or whatever. And, uh, and, uh, Howard reached back out and said that, uh, he'd be interested in both be interested in having me back and interested in, uh, in doing the podcast. So I'm really looking forward to that for anyone who's listening, um, in the community, it's, it's super awesome to be able to sit down with Howard and have a conversation and, and, you know, uh, share some of the stories of yuck yucks over the years. Um, uh, it's, I think it's incredible. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that. I don't have a date right now. I just like to make sure that it's going to work for his schedule because again, I don't want to, you know, see him, you know, 40 minutes before a show or whatever, and try to f squish something out quick. I'd like to find it a time that works good for him. That's, that's, you know, uh, that works for his schedule to make it easy on him. That way, if we want to sit down and chat for a while, um, you know, we, he, he can say everything that he wants to say and, and tell over these stories and, and of course be able to answer the questions that I want to ask, which is just, you know, 
to, to learn a lot about the, uh, you know, the, the wealth of knowledge and the, uh, just the amount of time and, and, and efforts and energies he spent into developing comics over, you know, several decades in the audience. He's known so many, so many people and, and helped develop so many people and seen guys, you know, like he basically saw, um, Mike McDonald start. He was part of Mike McDonald's beginning, you know, uh, rest in peace, Mike McDonald. Um, so it's like, you know, Howard was there at the beginning and the end, like there, there's uh, the alpha and the omega, um, the wealth of knowledge. I'm looking forward to that interview. Um, I'm very excited about it and I, uh, I hope you guys, uh, get excited for it too. I don't know what it is. I'll let you know when that is, but that's, that's kind of exciting news. So for a day where I was going to be stuck and just packing boxes and feeling like a grunt, um, I managed to, you know, book myself some comedy spots to, to, you know, get, get my work with yuck yucks going again. Um, or at least progress and growth with yuck yucks and, um, and then, you know, get the Uber thing, which I did. I went to Uber after work. I got the paperwork done. I was missing something. I drove home, went back with it and made it work. Like, um, I had a productive day. I forced myself, like I said, I woke up feeling kind of down and, and a little bit lost and, and stuck and, uh, and, and didn't sink. I, I used it as, um, as a good motivator to push forward. And I did not eat Haagen-Dazs or Little Caesars today, even though I drove past, uh, drove past one. So anyways, uh, it's been, um, it's been an interesting week. You know, I, um, I don't know what to say. It's been, it's been a lot up, ups and downs. Um, no negative, not trying to be boring or, or anything like that. I I've had a, I had a fun week. A lot, I did a lot of stuff. I did a lot of stuff, fit a lot in and, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing what else happens. The weather gets nicer and nicer. I can't wait to spend more time outside. I'm looking forward to Ubering in the morning again. That'll make things a little bit easier on me. I know some of the stresses will go away, getting closer and closer to finishing 2017's taxes, which means that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be caught up on some of that admin stuff that's sort of been looming over me for years. You know, I know taxes are easy for some of you guys. I've talked about it. I'm not going to go into it, but I've been a few years now, just always a year or two behind the, the looming over my head, just piles of paperwork. It will be so nice to just not have to do that shit, you know, get to a point where it's just, you know, at the end of the month, I, I spend an hour or so just putting numbers and things and, uh, and be done with it. Very excited. So that's where I'm at, uh, right now, guys. And I'm working on new jokes, you know, we'll see where that goes. Just, uh, just an opportunity to grow as a human being. And, uh, and that makes me happy. So with that said, we're going to move right on to, oh man, some of those uncle John's bathroom readers, my partners at portablepress.com guys. And speaking of Hagen dazs it was delicious. I don't necessarily have a sweet tooth, but there are times that I get really, uh, where I just got to have something sweet. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and I was thinking about that like two minutes before I started reading for the article and I came across this article, which I found uh, a relatively interesting and uh, rather fitting. And this one is from uncle John's bathroom reader. Uh, the uncle John's fully loaded 25th anniversary bathroom reader. And the article is called candy holidays. So Hallmark swears there's no such thing as Hallmark holidays. Holidays created solely for the purpose of selling more greeting cards. But what about candy holidays? Uh, sweetest day, the third Sunday in October, billed as a second Valentine's Day in the early 1920s, sweetest day was invented by 12 Cleveland candy companies that wanted to create a holiday around the giving of candy to orphans, shut-ins, the homeless, and other people unlikely or unable to buy it for themselves. Their sweetest day of the year committee distributed nearly 20,000 boxes of free candy, hoping to jumpstart the holiday and spread it nationwide. No dice. 
It's still observed in the Great Lakes region, but never caught on anywhere else. Uh, Japanese Valentine's Day, February 14th. Uh, <laughs> it was introduced to Japan in the 1950s by a chocolate company executive who was trying to increase February sales because he didn't understand how Valentine's day worked in the West. He set it up. So women gave candy to men. Ooh, it's 2018. We should do that. Uh, a practice that continues to this day. Oh, I got to move to Japan then still today. The guys get the fuck. No, I'd be fucking, I'd be fat as hell. That, and they'd probably be cry. They'd just take one look at me and go, I can't buy for him too much. Uh, I assume that that's how Japanese people speaking English sounds. Might be a little racist. Um, <laughs> uh, that, and I'm sure everyone knows I'm kidding. Watch the only emails I get from anybody next week will be people pissed off at me for my shitty Japanese accent. I'm so sorry. Please let me keep my podcast. Um, white day there. Hey, there's one. Now let's, let's fucking kick this up into anger fest. White day, <laughs> March 14th. Some might argue there's many more white days than that. White day. A few years after Valentine's day was brought to Japan, a marshmallow company created white day to increase sales of their product. It worked. Uh, today chocolate given by, uh, women to male acquaintances on Valentine's day is called Jiri Choco obligation chocolate. Uh, and the recipient is expected to reciprocate with marshmallows or other gifts one month later on white day, uh, candy day, uh, second Saturday in October invented in 1916 when Halloween trick or treating was still a local, not a national phenomenon. Ah, you guys remember, you know, months back when I read the uh, origin of Halloween, um, sorry, I've lost where I am. That's what I get for, for, for patting myself on the back for being relevant. Uh, so yeah, invented in 1916 when Halloween trick-or-treating was still a local, not a national phenomenon. Candy Day was an attempt by the National Confectioners Association to spur sales during the slow months leading up to Christmas. We might still be celebrating Candy Day today had the United States entry into World War I not forced the cancellation of the 1917 festivities. Attempts to revive it after the war were unsuccessful. And the uh, running feed at the bottom of this page is the gym on the Titanic included a mechanical camel. Why? I don't know. But that, my friends, was Candy Holidays from my partners at PortablePress.com, Uncle John's Bathroom Reader, all sorts of fun facts that you can learn. White Day. <laughs> uh, thank you, of course, always to them. Absolute Comedy, I just got back from uh, a week in Kingston. Always good times with them, guys. If you're in an area near Toronto, Kingston, or Ottawa, you should definitely check uh, check out a show at Absolute Comedy. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. Oh, good times. And, uh, and who else, huh? When you're at Absolute Comedy, 
you might get a little parched laughing so much your mouth gets dry. Well, what can you do to refresh that palate? You could sip on some magical summers, B. The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summersby. Summersby is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter, and so are you if you drink Summersby. <laughs> With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. <sighs> Your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently. And we're back. And who did I forget? Huh? Who did I forget? Did I forget anybody? I did not, because I never forget my pals at DK, Dorling Kindersley. And uh, now this week, I, I didn't forget to read a book. I just had so much driving back and forth that I didn't get a chance to read one. Um, but I'm super, super excited to read the next one. They sent me a book about yoga. They've sent me some stuff about whiskeys. They've sent me some stuff about, uh, you know, the, the how it works series. So, uh, you know, this week I'm going to take an opportunity to just say to you guys, um, if you haven't checked out DK's website, remember like they have every kind of subject that you can, you know, uh, imagine. So if there's something you're interested in, check out dk.com uh, and, uh, and, and just make sure you hit the Canadians, Canadian site. I, think, I believe it's dkbooks.com or dk.com slash CA to get to the Canadian one or just dk.com if you're in the States or if you're listening internationally, you can, you can find whatever country you're in with DK. Um, but all that aside is to say that they've got so many different things and all sorts of different stuff that you're interested in, um, you know, project wise. So just for fun, why don't we, uh, why don't we go to DK's website right now? Just for fun. DK dot com. I'm going to hit that and see where we get. It's going to take me to the Canadian one. It's going to make me happy. Yeah. It's going to take me right to Canada. The magical. So there's the tool book. All right. And that one is one I actually had my eye on because they have, uh, the tool book is all sorts of different tools and how you use them and things like that. And it's actually got a, a foreword by Nick Oferman, who was, uh, again, I was talking about him last, uh, last week or the week before. Um, from, uh, from the founder, he played one of the McDonald's brothers that, uh, old Ray Kroc stole the business from that old cocksucker. Um, so what's, uh, what's really cool is, is the tool book is, is fucking awesome. It's on their main page. Um, there's another one from the Smithsonian called drive and it's all about, um, just different, different cars and different driving and things like that. Uh, really, really neat book. Um, they have one that's really cool. Just called pregnancy day by day. It's all about being pregnant. All right, fellas. I don't think we need that one but you can get it for someone who, uh, who you maybe got knocked up there. Um, you know, there's also some other stuff like there's a, there's a really cool book. If you have, if you have young kids and I know a lot of you guys do is that there's a book here called, um, Oh, come on. It was just right here. Did I fucking lose it already? 
you know me. Maker's Lab outdoors. They have, they have a Maker's Lab indoors and a Maker's Lab outdoors. And it's kind of like all sorts of fun little projects and stuff like that, that you can play around with. Um, I did notice that these are available at Costco. So if you have a Costco membership, you can find all sorts of fun stuff there. And I'm just going to read this book description to you because I actually found it really, really cool and thought there might be some fun shit uh, in there to fuck around with, but it's 28 science projects and experiments to be done outside will spark kids creativity and help them develop science skills through hands-on learning. There's all sorts of really cool things there. Like I saw them that, uh, that they had like uh, solar systems and stuff like that that you can make, but, uh, projects focus on earth and the environment, plants and animals, rocks and minerals and space, bringing science learning home and into the backyard. Young scientists can make a cave system and find out about underground rivers, construct a working model of tectonic plates and learn about earthquakes, build a telescope and look in, look, uh, look to the planets and stars and more. Uh, supporting STEAM education initiative and the maker movement, Maker Lab Outdoors includes 25 interactive projects to inspire kids' creativity and their scientific side. And as the founder of Maker Fair, Dale Dougherty says, to realize with their hands what they can imagine in their minds. So that's, uh, it's really cool. With stunning photography, succinct step-by-step -step instructions and detailed explanations, Maker Lab Outdoors takes readers on a journey of discovery, a must-have for every young scientist curious about their surroundings and for makers, crafters, and those who enjoy uh, exploring the outdoors. So yeah, I mean, and again, that's just one example of all of the cool stuff that they have on, uh, on DK's website. Again, with all the Marvel stuff going on right now, they have shitloads of Marvel. They have shitloads of DC. Again, very crass of me to be swearing during a, a review of them. But of course, uh, my partners at DK take very, very good care of, of me. They're big supporters of the podcast. And like I said, um, I was a big fan of theirs, uh, prior to them coming onto the podcast. And, uh, and I still, every month when, when I pick up some new stuff or when I see it available, I'm, I'm, it never ceases to amaze me how, how often awesome their stuff is. So, um, if you guys ever want a recommendation or anything like that too, if you're thinking about something, like I said, I, I do tend to know some of you quite well. If I see something from DK that I think that you'll enjoy, I, I typically will fire you guys a little, uh, message or whatever, but uh, I, I love the books. I can't wait to have a, another one for you. I got to figure out which one I want to read and tell you about next personally. But, uh, but Hey, if you have some time, jump on their website, like you will be pleasantly surprised at all the cool stuff that they have on there. Again, to think that they've got books that are as specific as, you know, uh, whiskeys and things like that, you know what I mean? And how to, how to be a wine sommelier and, uh, you know, different food projects. They got some great books on just how to do meal plans and make them easy. And, and anyone who's thinking is like, well, why the fuck don't you? Want? I am. All right. I'm going to read their stuff about making meal stuff, but there's too much mushrooms. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, DK guys, check them out. My sponsors. So thank you to all of my sponsors as always. Absolute comedy, portablepress.com, Summersby, and of course, DK. Thank you all for being a part of the show. What do we got coming up this week, guys? Oh, more Hot Tubs Ottawa. As a matter of fact, I'm getting text messages from, uh, from York at Hot Tubs Ottawa right now. Um, what is the second? I forward it, not leave it plugged in. Oh, unforward it. Sorry. I'm trying to figure it I fucked up. So I'm just trying to figure out what I did wrong. I think I forgot to forward the, the phone or whatever. I'll double check. But, uh, yeah. So back to hot tubs is my last day there tomorrow. So I'm going to do some of the stuff for that. Doing a spot at absolute comedy tomorrow night, right? Thursday, I'm doing some acting and by acting, I mean, I'm going to be an extra. So I'm going to be sitting around all day waiting to sit around on set for a few minutes on camera and then probably get edited out of the final product, but I'm going to take their money. <laughs> I'm going to do that. 
Friday and Saturday, I got LCBO tastings going on. And then of course, Saturday night, I'm doing another spot at Absolute Comedy, trying to get these jokes a little tighter, see if I have some new minutes in my, in my set. Uh, I think, I think actually Saturday night, we're doing another writer's group as well. Oh, did I just commit to doing fucking Saturday night? And then I'm going to be doing a spot. I'm an idiot. Um, so yeah, doing a spot at Absolute Comedy. We're doing a writer's group on, uh, on Sunday morning. Um, and then back to, uh, the gym taxes and writing, you know, just to, just to do some stuff up like that. So looking forward to a, a week of productivity, hoping to have some fun experiences and, um, have some fun stories for you guys next week. So coming up right now, oh man, my buddy Chris has sent us a nice email. So again, if you guys want to send in emails about anything for any reason, contact at one I would love to hear from you. Um, Chris writes, Hey Josh, I'm glad to hear that my submission of onesies or however the fuck I wrote it was chosen as our collective nickname. Uh, you did write onesies motherfucker. I have the proof of it. Um, as for the $50 gift card, I'd like to put it into off phonics so that, uh, I may continue to enjoy your podcast without my speakers crackling when you get a little too excited. Seriously though, it has worked wonders in cleaning up the audio. Well, thank you very much, Chris. It's very, very kind of you to, uh, to throw it back into the podcast. I do appreciate it and we'll make good use of it. Um, well, since I have everyone's attention, I might as well tell you about a video game I've thoroughly enjoyed, Firewatch, which is developed by Campo Santo, uh, who were just picked up by Valve Corporation, who also did Half-Life and Portal, um, and then back to uh, Firewatch, and is available on PC, Xbox One, PS4 for around 24, or sorry, for around for $20, uh, but I got it for $5, is what is excitingly referred to as a walking simulator. So Firewatch is a walking simulator. Uh, a great example of a walking simulator would be Resident Evil, but without the zombies. You travel around, usually on foot, looking for clues and solving riddles that uncover uh, a hopefully worthwhile story. I don't know if I would agree with you that it's a that Resident Evil is a walking simulator because the original ones were 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 not, and these ones are like over the shoulder. The newer Resident Evils are like over the shoulder, um, you know, first person shooters kind of like like Gears of War. I I think a uh, walking simulator. I don't know what would be a good example of that, but. I don't know if, I don't know if Resident Evil is the right, the right one, Chris. I don't think you're right on that bitch. Uh, <laughs> uh, Firewatch is played in a first person perspective. You begin in an elevator, unsure of what to do. You are soon prompted to pick up the backpack that you probably didn't notice sitting on the floor. The doors open. You walk up to a truck, toss your bag in the back and drive away from this point on until you reach your tower. Snippets of gameplay are peppered between dialogue choices that appear as text. With the end goal of informing the player as to why you took this job working in a Firewatch tower in Wyoming wilderness. Once you reach your tower, you are introduced to Delilah, the disembodied voice over the two-way radio, who is also your boss in the neighboring tower. She is the one who will send you on your daily missions throughout the game and be your main source of conversation. The game is a lot of walking around with a map in one hand and a compass in the other. You can actually have your location displayed on the map, but it's more immersive if you rely on your compass and your map alone to find your way around the large but not insane wilderness. Um, and selecting how you want to react to the dialogue choices you are given, all the while questioning your sanity as events around you play on your newly discovered paranoia. Uh, one day you must confront a couple careless teens who are setting off fireworks during a fire ban. Another day you have to go see if the communication line that was supposedly damaged during a storm is repairable. Really very exciting stuff. Um, this is a kind of shitty review because not a whole hell of a lot happens in the game, which kind of appealed to me to many game, sorry, to many games have 
sorry, too many, I think it's just to T-O, uh, T-O-O, many games have a convoluted story that bores and confuses me. Wow, I really made myself sound dumb. Confusing stories make brain cry. <laughs> As I was saying, because the story is really only about yours, Henry, and Delilah's newly formed working relationship, and the doings that are transpiring, Simpsons reference, saying anything about the storyline could be a spoiler. Uh, gameplay, although containing frame rate issues on my standard PS4, is very fluid, not clunky. clunky. Uh, I don't know what words to use, it played well. The animation is a charming, cartoony look, but not so cartoony that it comes off as childish. Yeah, uh, the, the best way, when I was reading your email uh, last night, um, the best way that I could say it is that the, the kind of looks like Wreck-It Ralph. So the animation from Wreck-It Ralph, the uh, big hands and things like that that Ralph has, that's kind of what your, your character has um, going through it. So I would say the animation like Wreck-It Ralph is the best way to think how this game looks. Um, uh, and the voice acting is great. Really. That's what makes a great game for me. Now it could have the best graphics ever, but if the acting is trash, it can trash, it can suck it. Uh, actually Henry, the protagonist is voiced by rich summer of mad men, Netflix's glow and other things I don't know about. He is also a huge board game nerd like you. Thanks, Chris. Um, I could go into details about the audio tour, which is where you play the game, but with audio commentary cleverly placed throughout the world in the form of information kiosks that contain an audio tape that you listen to on your virtual Walkman. But I'll leave that for everyone to discover on their own. I wouldn't recommend this game to everyone. If you only play Call of Duty just to kill time until the release of the next Call of Duty, then you will hate this game. Um, it is slow and you don't kill anything and you can't tell anyone that you fucked their mom. <laughs> At least I don't think you can. Uh, there are a lot of dialogue choices that, that lead to other choices. Who knows <laughs> what the right combination could unearth. Yeah. I, I laughed so hard when I first read that. Cause I, I don't know if anyone else understood that, but like, you can't tell anyone you fucked their mom, which is basically just online gaming, yelling at strangers, the most hateful shit. Um, but like you said, there are a lot of dialogue, like, at least I don't think you can. There are a lot of dialogue choices that lead to other choices. Who knows what the right combination could unearth. Um, but if you're into a single string storyline that doesn't end in a Hollywood cliche, then I'd give Firewatch a try. Word to your mother. Thank you, Chris. Um, yeah, I, I bought Firewatch a while back. I haven't played it yet, but it really is the kind of thing. If you're interested in a story, there's a lot of games for, um, for PS4 and Xbox that I find are kind of more about the visuals and the experience, there was a really good game that I played earlier this year. While it was short, you know, you can finish it in an afternoon. Uh, the game Journey was very, very good. Very, very visual. Uh, there isn't a word spoken in the whole thing, but you can you can sort of tell the emotion in it based on just the sounds and the music and the lighting and everything like that. So sometimes it's, it's nice to do something that's just a little more artistic, like you said, instead of just whipping out a sniper rifle and blowing someone's head off or whatever. Um, you know, there isn't a whole hell of a lot to that, to be totally honest with you. So, um, I mean, I, I get it. It's a game and there's skill and shit, but sometimes this is how I play games. And I don't know if I've already mentioned this to you guys. I'm sorry if I have, but I like to play video games that have things going on in them that I can't just do in real life. You know what I mean? Like I'm not big into sports games. And while the immediate thought is, well, Josh, you can't play sports in real life. Fuck you. I could get there. <laughs> I can pick up a basketball. I can bounce it around. I can throw it at a hoop. All right. I don't like driving games because I can get in my car and drive. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's not a car that'll do 150 or whatever, but I don't, I, it doesn't, 
it's just still staring at a window. I don't really feel the difference or whatever. And I'm not a, enough of a gearhead that, I, you know, if I change the flywheel, whatever the fuck that is, that it's going to, you know, I'm going to notice the difference in driving. It's going to make it all worthwhile to me. I'm not, I'm not trying to play a game where I learn how to be a mechanic. So I, I, uh, I don't like those ones games where it's like shooters, you know, military, pick up a gun and shoot somebody. I'm like, I just, it doesn't really do it for me. A lot of these games are shit that you can do in real life. It doesn't people play FIFA. I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Soccer. So boring. Um, but anyways, uh, oh, that might be a line that I should put in my joke. I got to write this down. Of course, as always, I can never remember it. Uh, I was doing a joke tonight about running and how I hate running and there's never a good reason to do any running running. If you're training for soccer, right? We can all just pretty much admit that that's the worst reason to run. <laughs> Sorry. Just making a note soccer. All right. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, uh, I like games. The games that I like are stuff like Resident Evil where I'm fighting zombies and stuff and it's, and there's puzzles. I got to solve shit to open doors or whatever. So again, you're never going to fight. You're never going to be against zombies. That's not a real thing. You know, I will play shooters and stuff, but I'll play shooters that are like, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of like weapons that are really space agey and, you know, again, puzzles, shit scenarios that are never going to happen. I like games like Assassin's Creed where I'm jumping off really tall buildings and I'm trying to find someone. And then story is very sci-fi. Like I, I will play a game for a story, you know, same thing. Grand Theft Auto. Now I'm, I'm driving cars out of the backs of planes and hijacking trains and shit like that stuff's immersive. And I find that the story is again, very engaging, very exciting. So I, I too will play a game for the story. You know, things that I can't just go out and experience, you know, or very close to them in real life. Those are the kind of games that I play. So I, and I like the, the little, you know, the Lego games and stuff like that. I find them to be very fun. I like anything where there's like uh, puzzles and challenges, you know what I mean? I like to, to learn that, see if I could do them, you know, faster, any kind of, um, any kind of problem solving. Um, I, I used to play the call of duties. I enjoyed them when they were in world war two. So call of duty two, call of duty three. Um, I just remember after like around the time, not too, too long after nine 11, I think was when like the first, you know, uh, maybe a few years after that and the war on terror and we're going after Osama bin Laden and all this shit. And I just, I didn't like that the call of duty games shifted to, um, you know, modern, modern combat. I know they know the games are called modern warfare, but I'm trying not to plug the goddamn thing. But the idea is that like now it's the, the military U S versus the terrorists. You know what I mean? Like every, every opponent in those games was the terrorists. Right. And so I really didn't like the idea that these games were reinforcing the negative stereotypes that were starting to really creep into the world. Um, you know, anybody who's over there has got to be a terrorist and you're doing your duty to get the terrorists. And I was kind of like, you know what? That really, I find that this is a very young, you know, is a very interesting way of, of, I don't want to say brainwashing. Cause it's not necessarily what they're trying to do, but just the idea that like that, that people will be killing people and they're just going, Oh, but they're terrorists. Like, no, no, no. That just because they're from that country doesn't mean they're fucking terrorists, you know? And, and you should see the shit that, that people in North America have done equally. Right. I, so there was just, I don't know. There was something about, you know, wanting to play a game where I'm just constantly murdering terrorists, kill terrorists, you know, anyways. So that's, that's where they lost me. It just became a little too, uh, you know, 
I guess I, I liked it better when it was like the Nazis and they were just straight up evil trying to take over the world versus, you know, find a handful of terrorists in a bunker and kill them because it's your it's your call of duty. You got to make sure you do it, boy. Um, so anyways, yeah. All right. Well, fuck whatever. Uh, <laughs> that's the podcast for this week, guys. Uh, thank you as always to the sponsors, uh, you know, uh, uh, DK, Absolute Comedy, Summersby, and PortablePress.com. Um, you know, if you guys have not yet followed us on uh, Twitter or Instagram, uh, liked it on Facebook, um, subscribed on YouTube, you know, it's, um, love to have you love to have you out there. There's more content and stuff like that, that I try to post, um, on those there. I didn't get a chance to actually, I gotta make sure I post the infinity war poster. Not that you guys really, you know, you know what it looks like. I've had it out there before, but, uh, just a little, uh, little promo out there for it. So I hope you guys have a great, uh, a great day. Uh, whenever you may be listening to this, I hope you have a great week, of course. And, uh, I look forward to talking to you next week. Hopefully have some good news about how well the jokes are going, how well my personal growth is going, man. It's going to be sunshine and lollipops in 2018, baby. Talk to you next week.